Good evening, good evening, good evening. It's Saturday night, so you already know what's about to go down. So let, 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 let me, I, I've been feeling this all week, and I think I wanted to touch in with the ladies. So uh, let, me, let me see if I can get this right, if I can take this throwback from the Attitude Era. Hello, ladies. I'm going to interact. Mm, let me start over. Hello, ladies. Let me interest you on a podcast that's like a great stock market. It's up more than it's down. I guarantee you to be no early withdrawals. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> my man, uh, Val, will be proud. Yeah. Right there. That was my favorite other than the uh, – Come on, ladies. Let's play your left leg. It's Thanksgiving. Your right leg is Christmas, and let's meet in between the holidays. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! The stuff they got away with back then in the Attitude Era. But, oh man! Hell, that was a great intro. A, B. That's a, a good segue into the the Power Hour that we're about to lay down, which is the What If episode we talked about last week. Since you know the powers that be in the anchor production truck were over there bleeping us to death and trying to shut us down from having some good conversations about some what if scenarios or potential storyline possibilities, so now we said to hell with that. We're bucking the system and we're just going to create our own scenarios and see what comes of that. I'm down with that. I mean, you know, when when, when we create like this, you got good things to come out of it and nine times out of ten i guarantee you the don is going to say something that's going to make absolute sense but it's going to transition into something that is pertaining to current wrestling i'm talking wwe i'm talking ring of honor merlin championship wrestling new japan it's going to be something that's relevant so buckle up so. oh yeah and always remember hashtag Give Don a chance. Just give Don a chance. I like that. That was a musical part right there. I like but that. Before, before we actually get into the wrestling and wrestling part of it, I just wanted to lay the foundation and get everybody a uh, quick understanding for those that have never heard of uh, the Marvel What If comics that were designed to show that there are different realities and multiple realities of opportunities and some of these realities what we know is general comic storyline canon is totally different and maybe the polar opposite or something may have happened to trigger something else that would have normally been that never happened. So I'm just going to give you three quick um, what if scenarios that uh, were some of the best comics that had come out of that series. And the first one is one near and dear to my heart because it was badass. And that was what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk when they met the first time. So out of that, Wolverine kills the Hulk, ends up becoming a pawn of Magneto, and Magneto being himself says, okay, I'm sending you to Charles Xavier's house. And he goes in, Wolverine, ready to kill all of the X-Men, but lo and behold, his boo is there, and he falls in love with Jean Grey. And at the end, over love, he ends up killing Magneto, but as Magneto is dying, he causes Wolverine to turn his own adamantium claws on himself, murdering Wolverine. So they both die in a, a weird, crazy 
almost romantic symphony over Jean Grey. So that was arguably one of the best what-if scenarios that has ever been put in comic form. Another crazy one, which was also near and dear to my heart, is what if Venom had possessed the Punisher? So just imagine Frank Castle already running around killing people for vengeance, now with the power of a symbiote. But unlike Spider-Man, and even unlike Eddie Brock, the Punisher was able to actually gain control of the symbiote. And even as the symbiote began to rise and, and gain in strength and stature, Frank was able to go in and still check it enough to be efficient, almost become what he really is, uh, a super villain in essence, and just start creating carnage and killing everything. So that's a second good one, just a, a great what-if scenario. But one that really shows the, the gravity of what can happen in a what-if, and that really will be the good segue into what we're going to talk about, is what if the Hulk had maintained the brain capacity of Bruce Banner when he transforms? So just think about that. An intelligent Hulk, so that means that Bruce was able to get married because the Hulk was able to check his rage at certain points. That also meant that the Hulk wasn't dumb enough to fall for Loki's tricks, which means that the Hulk didn't fight Thor, which led to the formation of the Avengers. That never happened, so we have no Avengers. He actually, Bruce Banner, cures the thing. So Ben Grimm is no longer the rocky thing that he was. As a result of that and setting up to help do the cure, uh, Bruce Banner recruits Professor X's help. So because Bruce and Charles are working together, the X-Men are never formed. So that means that the only person capable or intelligent enough to be able to defeat Galactus when he came trying to devour the world was actually Bruce setting up Ben Grimm to become a Hulk-like thing to beat Galactus. So that ripple effect right there of just one change of uh, the Hulk being intelligent led to the whole Marvel Universe becoming an entirely different thing when it comes down to the dynamic of superhuman, metahuman, mutants, all that stuff, because we had no Avengers, we had no Professor X, which also means that certain villains weren't around, and just all kind of crazy chaos uh, did not happen. So that's a what if scenario from a comic form but now we're going to take it down to the, the the brass tacks and the reason for the season and talk about what ifs on our show when it comes down to nxt raw and the almighty smackdown live well let, let me say this right now so we can get this out of the way we got the green light tonight that's what i'm gonna say and Ooh, when i say we light, got the green light, light. Give me the green light. And we got it. We got our green light tonight. Let's go. So it's no limit. Scary thoughts. Scary thoughts. We got no chains tonight, baby. Oh, man, the shackles are gone. So that means we might as well just jump into the future, or as uh, Triple H would call it, NXT. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to give you my men's scenario for NXT. Really exciting for me as I was drawing this up. I was like, man, this would be a what if or it would be a possibility of reality in the next six months or less. Picture it. 
we're in NXT. It could be a takeover. It could be just a, a general event uh, or general airing that's happening down at Full Sail. But for whatever reason, Michael Cole is doing the commentary. At the time, you don't realize anything of it. Okay, Michael Cole is subbing in. Or if it's a takeover, okay, Michael Cole is there. You know, he's he's always Michael Cole. Adam Cole has a match for Undisputed Era to go and vie for the NXT Championship. But wait, what's this? Is Michael Cole interfering in the match? Did Michael Cole not get caught? Did Adam Cole actually win the NXT Championship? What the heck is going on? Roll it over to the next Monday Night Raw. Adam Roll, I'm sorry, uh, Adam Cole comes out, rolls up on Raw, and he challenges whoever the Raw championship is for the Universal Championship on Monday Night Raw. Guess who's also commentating? Michael Cole. Match is going good. Looks like Adam Cole's going to win. Oh, snap. Michael Cole grabs the microphone, and he speaks into the arena, distracts whoever the champion is. Adam Cole wins. And Adam Cole is now the first, at the same time, NXT and main roster champion, period. Mm. Crazy. What if? I, I, I like that. Or possibly could happen. Why not? Michael Cole could heel turn. Well, you for the men's side? Oh, you can tell me what you think of that. I mean, you know. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let, me, let, me, let me address that. The digest, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I like that. And as you were saying that, I thought about something. Now, what does that mean for the undisputed era? If he goes solo, well, no, he wouldn't go. He would be the champion. They would so, go with him. Okay, okay. Now, see, that would be like Takeover 2.0 from NXT. Now, now, he 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 is where I, I would like to. Add on a little something to okay. yours. Now you have the undisputed era coming over to Raw. Uh, Adam Cole's the champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, the following Monday, undisputed era's you know out in the ring. Adam Cole got the belt over his shoulder. They do a nice little, really gritty promo. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? The Young Bucks. Mm. The Young Bucks show up. But they're bringing somebody with them. Go ahead and say it. Kenny Omega. Yes. Then, of course. One more person. See, I, I, I hadn't got my fourth, but I mean, my, my come on now. There's only there's only two names. Well, I would say a, a returning Jericho, but no, no, no. His <laughs> first name begins with a C. Oh, you mean Cody? Yeah, why not? You mean Cody? Now, why not? And see, I, I had, I had, I got something else set up for Cody, but I, I can deal with Cody in this one. And Cody, Cody challenges uh, uh, Adam Cole right then and there. Mm-hmm. There you go. But then you, there got you go. the undisputed error, Kenny Omega, and 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 uh uh the young, the young buck start face to face. You got Adam Cole, Cody face to face, and of course you know 
Baron Corbin being Baron Corbin, he comes out and he makes that the main event. Four-way. I'm sorry, not four-way. Survivor Series type tag match. Right then and at the end of the night. But the match doesn't end clean. Raw goes off before it's ever in. So it gets you tuned in to find out what happened come next week. Mm-hmm. And this can go on. This possibility of that can go on for months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, to throw a monkey wrench in your plans, you think Adam Cole and uh, 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 Cody Rhodes going to feud for this belt? Here's that hairpin turn that we always talk about. A returning Kevin Owens comes in to reclaim his throne. Mm. That's 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 a serious next level right there. I kind of you, you forgot the fifteen minutes of this is awesome chance <laughs> with all eight of those guys in the ring. That's a whole segment right there, whole segment of them. I yeah, I, be, I believe we I'm, we might even get more than fifteen minutes of that. <laughs> that that'd be amazing. That that whew, I could see that happening, man. After WrestleMania, after the Rumble, I mean that that's some serious stuff right there. It's awesome. Add on for that one. What, what's your um, men's side of NXT? Well, see, I, I, I took on the women's side. I left the men's okay, side okay. alone a little bit. But now, see, I took on the women's side, but I took it back a little ways. Now, Ooh. what if NXT was around around the time that WWE brung over uh, Awesome Kong? Which, mm. before that, remember, they had ODB. They had her under a uh, contract in OVW. Right, and they wound up letting her go, saying she wasn't pretty enough, which is lies. I think that woman is gorgeous. I love me some ODB. But watch that, and I listening. I and I don't want to get messed up. I really don't. <laughs> now imagine this. Let's let us let us take ODB, Awesome Kong, uh, Velvet Sky, and take them. Let's move them forward a little bit to the beginning. Let's take them now in NXT. And you got Kerosene. You got Shayna Baszler. What if mm. you could just take them and put them right there? I don't think Shayna Baszler would be as big as she is right now. I think Awesome Kong and possibly ODB would beat the holy hell out of her. Oh, all day. Now, to set that up, you get it to come down when she's taking like kind of sort of those Ember Moon lumps right now. The way Ember Moon is taking it. So you got Awesome Kong beating her. Then you got ODB beating her. But then all of a sudden, all three women show up on SmackDown. And they challenge the Iconics. And they come in and they squash the Iconics like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. They call out Charlotte, Becky. I'll say Naomi. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say Naomi for now. Because I, I I need Naomi to get more FaceTime. I, I need her just on camera a little bit more than what she is right now. Don't worry. I'm going to give her some love. <laughs> but then give her some love. from there, you know, you think it's going to be – you. of course, you got the man, Becky Lynch. Come on now. You got a, 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 a evil Charlotte Flair. You got a vicious Naomi. All three women come through, get squashed 
by Awesome Kong, ODB, and Shayna Baszler. But who's behind it all? And here's where one jumps ship. This is where Ember Moon jumps ship from Raw to SmackDown. And there's your four mm-hmm. horsemen right there. Wow. Absolute wow. animals. You cannot, it's, that's four women that I don't think anybody could beat if they're all together. But that's just me. No, I feel you on that, man. That's that's the arsenal in itself. Dangerous. And here all I had was, you know, the, the NXT getting the first women's tag championship and the tag champions uh, end up being Shayna Baszler and your girl, the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. Good grief. That's the... Devious championship. Can you imagine Bianca choking somebody out with her hair while Shayna Baszler is punching them in the gut? You might as well go ahead and just say, you know what? Ain't nobody, nobody's winning this title. Yeah, that's, that's a serious beatdown right there. Like, take that, take that. But, man, that's, that's a good starting point for the What If show right there. That's, that's Triple H. Did you hear that NXT love right there? We started that off. Make it happen. Especially that Adam Cole thing. <laughs> I think that's long overdue, though. <laughs> I really do. I think it's long overdue because those guys, it, you can't hold those guys in NXT for too much longer. They, they, Royal Rumble? Or the Monday after Raw? I'm sorry, the Monday after WrestleMania, they're getting called up. Has to happen. Has to. You don't even need to do a the, uh, I like to call it the brand extension. Well, you don't even have to do any of that stuff. You just they just show up. Period. Give them a red shirt. Give them a, a blue shirt. They just need to be active on the main roster and take the belt with them. Why not? Yeah. So, what you say? No, I was gonna say what, what else you got for NXT. I know you got something good. No, that that's it. That, that's it for that, NXT. That's enough, right? That, that's okay. enough, right there, because. You know, there's some other things intertwined and everything else that I have, but which way you want to go? You want to tackle the SmackDown side or you want to tackle the Raw side? We can go with the Raw side if you choose. All right. So I had uh, – we'll start with the, the Raw Tag Championships. And what I would like to see in a what if is what if the Golden Truth reunited and won the Tag Championships with Carmella as their manager. Just picture that. In the midst of their any match that they have, all three of them on a dance break. <laughs> Goldie doing whatever he would do. <laughs> and he just tweeted not too long ago on how Dustin Rhodes, on how he missed, misses wrestling. But just, you know, I couldn't think of anything else but just to see that right there. That would be a great seven-second dance break. I'd like to see it. I'm not even going to lie to you about that. And that's two future Hall of Famers. Definitely. If those two are not in the Hall of Fame, there's a travesty right there. Period. But um, what do you have for the tag side? For the tag side on Raw, of course, this is my what if. And this is not to take steam away from anything going on now. But I, I this is my what if from I'll say this is oh boy. 
18 years ago, we're going back to the Attitude Era for my what if. What if the Rock and Sock connection got more of a tag team push and it was a longer run with their reign? Mm. Now, see, they really didn't have many to few with, I would say, but you could have started a few with the New Age Outlaws, which in turn would have started a few with DX because the Rock and Mankind both had beef with DX. You had uh, at that time when they were champions, you had uh, the Undertaker and Big Show tag team. Because as a matter of fact, the night that they won the title, that was against the Undertaker and Big Show. Undertaker went to the back, left Big Show out there by himself. He, I think one of the greatest Monday Night Raws I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever been more excited to see the Rock tell Mankind come on and they drop the double people's elbow on the Big Show. I don't think I've ever been more excited. But you take that and then but you just give them a longer run and then you got the Dudleys. You got uh, who else is hot at that time? I, I didn't even write everybody down that they could feud with but you got so many tag teams that you could feud with and you give them. Now that's not taking nothing away from there. Sing but as uh, uh, I'm not going to say a crutch, but as a way to make their singles career a little bit better than what they, they're already great, but just make them even greater. You got the rock holding the WWF tag, uh, tag team champion with championship with the F. Yes. I said the F <laughs> we, we're not, we're not getting the F out this time, <laughs> but you got the rock. And Sock Connection as tag team champions of the WWF. You got The Rock as WWF champion. But you got Mankind. The way they kind of did two-man power trip. You got Mankind as the Intercontinental Championship. And the Intercontinental Belt, which I, I, I had. I wrote this down as a what if. And I won't spoil it. But the Intercontinental Belt holds its proper place of where it's supposed to be. But you got them two holding two belts. And every time The Rock defends his title, Mankind's sitting at the at the announce table. Mankind defends his title, The Rock's sitting at the announce table. That's that show of support for a little bit longer than what they, because I felt that their reigns were entirely too short. Right. But, I, and I, it was a fan favorite. Whenever The Rock and Sock Connection got together, it was a fan favorite. But you kind of sort of fast forward, and it was hinted at a few years ago, but we know it never happened. The Rock, his oldest daughter, and Mankind, I believe, Mick Foley's oldest daughter, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. You got the Rock and Sock connection, the women's side, 2.0. Wow. And then, just like you said, we've been talking about it for weeks. You brought it up just a few minutes ago. They come in the NXT. They win that NXT Women's uh, Tag Team Championship. Then they come through, and like a house on fire, they cover everything on the Raw, and they win the Raw Women's Tag Team Championship. And they get themselves a longer run. Then you have a fourth generation star and a second generation star rolling together. That's insane. Insanity, I tell you. Insanity. That's hey, what it's all about, man. That's what uh, it's all about. You just sit there and fantasize. What could happen? But I had to, I had to take it back on that one. I, I said I, a lot of things that I, I, I looked at it, what if, and it could affect things now. But I said I had to take it back a little bit. 
just a tad bit. You know, I, you know, I, you know how much I love the the raw era. I mean, the uh, the attitude era. Yeah. So that's why I'm. That's why I like to hang out at a little bit. Well, let's keep you fired up on that because uh, you briefly touched on it. So I want to make you wait on that Intercontinental Championship conversation. So for my IC, what if this is going to be uh, a, a cross-branded, cross-time period one as well, but what if Finn Balor won the Intercontinental Championship and the resurgence of ECW was not EC watered down, but really EC dub? And Finn Balor won the IC championship and then went over to ECW and challenged the winner and the champion of the resurgence of the ECW world title. And they had some feuds. And there's only one name that could be brought out as the ECW champion, which would be RVD. Finn Balor, Rob Van Dam one-on-one in ECW hardcore. Mm. Imagine the spots on that. You, you would have to a rubber match type of scenario. You, you can't, you have to give me that 20 minutes. 20 <laughs> minutes. That has to be a 20 minute match because it's going to go for a while. But now I, I'm, I'm going to jump back into our normal show real quick. How would that match play out? Oh, man. So you start off with about three minutes of this is awesome, kind of playing up on the uh, Rock and Hollywood Hogan where they were looking back and forth, RVD doing the uh, RVD film thing and Bill Alfonso blowing his whistle and all the, the regular RVD moments. Finn Balor doing an arm race thing, getting the crowd into that. And the next thing you know, RVD gets mad does a, a spin and heel kick, knocks back Balor out of the ring, and then they shake it off. RVD uh, runs over the top rope. Balor ducks. RVD lands on his feet, and then Balor slides into the ring. RVD slides into the ring, and then they lock up, and then the match starts. If I had to forecast out, you know, some high spots, Balor would, uh, Balor would hit the, the coup de gras, but RVD would kick out. RVD would do the Van Terminator and the Van Daminator, but Balor would kick out. It would come down to, man, I mean, it's, it's ECW, so it's going to come down to probably two tables stacked together in the center of the ring, and this is going to be a difficult one, but RVD would have to win the match because I would have to see a five-star frog splash on Finn Balor, which would put both of them through the, the two stacked tables. And the only reason why RVD would win is because he happened to have a part of his hand on the chest of Finn Balor. Otherwise, it, it could have been a double count out. So it's like through the skin of your chinny chin chin that that first match would have gone the way of RVD and ECW. Then you would have to, like I said, have the rubber match, which will lead to Finn Balor winning. And it would also be in the same fashion, just a one-up RVD. So that'd be a coup de gras with RVD on top of two tables. And bam, there you go. And Balor having a leg on RVD. So it'll play on 
hand versus leg, and then you would have the third match being the Demon going against Mr. Monday Night on WWE programming, and it could be uh, a TLC pay-per-view or something like that. And then the ending would end up being a no contest because there'd be interference of some kind. It could be from Rhino or on uh, the WWE side of things, uh, Kevin Owens or something like that. So nothing would be settled between that, but it'd be a great cross-promotional opportunity if ECW proper would have been resurged. I love it. Just the simple fact of I get a, a demon Finn Balor, number one, but two athletes, and everybody knows uh, about Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. You know, what he's able to do. And I've gotten in trouble when I was a little younger for hitting the rolling thunder on one of my little cousins. I got in trouble for that. But did you land it? Yes, I did. And, and did he sell and it? He sold it very well. well I, had worth to take, it. I had to take him off of ice cream after that. I said, you sold it right. Well worth it. But we got in trouble, but I was like, it was worth getting in trouble. Now, see, my my what if with the Intercontinental slash U.S. title, it's a big what if. Now, hold on, let me throw a little trivia at you real quick. And I, I know you'll knock this one out the park. Who was the first ever Intercontinental champion? John Cena. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You started all the way back to the Stooges, man. Oh, my goodness, yeah. They're old. He's old. But hey. He's old. Is he still – I haven't seen Pat Patterson in a long time on programming. Hey, you know what? He's, he's still – back in Gorilla. Yeah, doing creative. Yeah. And, I'm, I mean, he's good at what he does. But mm-hmm. Pat Patterson, first Intercontinental Champion now – we, and when I say we, I mean you and I and a few other older wrestling fans, we remember a time when U.S. title and a continental title were pretty much on the same level. That means you were number one contender. Right. I, the Ultimate Warrior had to drop the Intercontinental title after he defeated Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, WrestleMania six. Right, it was a transitional championship. Right, so he had to drop it. It meant number one contender. Now the Intercontinental Championship is given to pretty much anybody. The the U.S. title is given to an up and coming wrestler, but they never. It's never that you know. Hey, we're gonna put you here because we know you're ready for the next level. Like, do I really believe that with Shinsuke being the U.S. champion? I believe in my heart of hearts that he should be number one contender to Daniel Bryan's championship. I believe he should get a shot, and I think that that will work out. Now, if the U.S. title meant number one contender on SmackDown, you got Shinsuke versus Daniel Bryan. Shinsuke is going to beat the holy hell out of Daniel Bryan to win the championship. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even have to book that. I know it's going to happen. Because Shinsuke is that type of phenomenal force that he can do it. On the 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 uh, <clears throat> the raw side, you got jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, Brock Lesnar actually has to show up to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got Seth Rollins. 
as your Intercontinental Championship champion. You have Brock as your Universal. Now, I don't really see. I, I know Seth Rollins as a singles competitor could take on Brock Lesnar. I don't know how much of a how good of a match it is because Brock beat Braun Strowman in no time twice. I, I don't know if Seth gonna hang with Brock, so I. <laughs> I might have to say, hey, sorry, Seth, but you got to sit this one out. Yeah, those suplex city trips. Right. That's halfway across the ring like it was for Daniel Bryan. So I would have to have, but on the the SmackDown side of it, yeah, give me Shinsuke, give me Daniel Bryan, and let them two go at it. Let it, let the, let the title mean what it's supposed to mean. You get the U.S. title. The, the Intercontinental title, when you're ready for that next level to be a main eventer, but they got to hold you back and they got to train you just enough that you can, you know, carry, you're going to be the face of the franchise when you walk around that belt, with that belt. Absolutely. So I, I, that's my what if. What if it goes back to what it is now? If it goes back to what it is, you're going to see Seth Rollins get squashed at the next two pay-per-views against Brock. You're going to see it's going to be a straight squash match, maybe 15 seconds at the most. He might even get he might even go to break, uh, who was that, Goldberg's record of six seconds? Mm. He might break that. I'm talking about ring the bell, suplex, bang, let's go for the pin. No no F5, no nothing. It's suplex, let's go for the pin. Wow. That's it. <laughs> and, you know, crowd's booing and Brock's just laughing. Here comes Paul Heyman. He gives you the long drawn out speech about his client. And what's his client's name? The Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he says that. But then to really get the crowd back into it. Now Seth just got beat. Seth's still laying in the ring. He's still trying to get himself together. Brock and Paul Heyman are taunting him, and all of a sudden, Roman returns. Uh-oh. The big dog. And immediately, yes, he comes back to reclaim his yard, and immediately, they give him, hey, ring the bell. This is a sanctioned match. He got his own referee and everything. He goes in. Brock tries to go for the F5. Uh-uh. He gets down, pushes Brock into the corner. Brock bounces out of the corner. Uh-oh. Superman punch. It's over. Brock loses his title right then and there. Then Brock can go make some money in UFC, come on back, beat Roman again, get the title back. Then do what, he, what, we, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago that we thought was going to happen, and I really do think it's going to happen. Ever since you put that thought in my head, I give you credit for this. Brock goes to UFC, wins the title in UFC, the heavyweight title, comes back to WWE, gets a universal title, and then goes on. UFC programming with both belts over his shoulder. Mm. I can't but wait now, for that day. It's got to happen. It's no doubt in my mind it has to happen. Now, on the SmackDown side, if it the title means what it's supposed to, Shinsuke goes in and just obliterates Daniel Bryan. Like, it's nothing. I don't mean it's... I mean, he just systematically just breaks him down. It's not going to be 30 seconds. It may go on for 15, 20 minutes, but 
he's going to systematically break them down. And then one, two, three, that's it. Hey, take this U.S. title. I'm the SmackDown champion now. So you mean real then, Shinsuke, not WWE Shinsuke is what you're saying. Right. G- g- give me real. Now, I've seen video of him, and I'm like, okay, they, they holding him back. But once he gets that title, that's when you see the real Shinsuke. So that's my what if. If the Intercontinental and the U.S. titles meant what they're supposed to mean as number one contender in the WWE. Now, if you want to give somebody just a championship, just to hold the place, like pretty much the way they're using the Intercontinental Championship sometimes, where they just give it to you, and then somebody else comes in and, well, they're the number one contender. Well, how are they the number one contender? You know? But you want to do that, and you want to bring people in and and do this, and you want to kind of sort of see if they got that championship swagger, that's where your U.S. – not the U.S. title, I'm sorry. That's where your TV championship comes in. And you can have a heavyweight TV championship. You can have a cruiserweight TV championship. You can have TV championships for every single weight class if you want to. But that's just to test you to see if you got the intestinal fortitude to hold a major title. There you go. Now, where do you want to go I like next? It. I like it. She booked that. Yeah, damn. Um, I think we'll go ahead and tackle the men's side of the major championship being a universal championship. And I'm just going to say one scenario because we can flesh it out if you want, but just one scenario for the 2020 Royal Rumble. The final four members in that Rumble Seth Rollins, Batista, Velveteen Dream, and Samoa Joe. Mm, good grief. That is the final four. One of them will vie for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Guaranteed shot. Who would you pick to win out of those four? Nah, uh-uh. you trying to put me on the spot. I, 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 my heart Isn't is saying what it's all about. Uh, it is, but my heart is saying Velveteen Dream. I'm telling you, but my, well, no, I say my mind is saying 2020. So yeah. time has passed. He's made main roster. We'll say at this point, and Batista, we'll just throw it out there, has made a comeback full time. Are we talking the animal? Yeah, we're not. We're not talking Drax. We're talking about. The, I mean, he's still gone and done everything he's done movie-wise, but he's come back again. Okay. And he's fully vested into it. And this is his last strong run because, um, you know, it may not be any more Guardians movies and stuff like that. So this is his last true strong run in sports entertainment. So everybody's vested. Everybody's legit. Ah. <sighs> You know I want to I want to be that 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 Homer, cause Velveteen Dream from right here in the DMV, like literally from the DMV. Yeah. Oh my God, product of Merlin Championship Wrestling that we talk about all the time. I guess you got to get get give me give me. Samoa Joe. Really? 
finally, just that one last strong run that 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 I believe is needed for him. Just the, that that strong run that says thank you, kind of sort of like how they did Goldberg. Okay. Okay. I too would pick Samoa Joe. However, I will put a caveat in that I'd also have Velveteen winning money in the bank. So that'd be the, the dual dynamic there. 2020. Could happen. It could. But that would be great, though. Oh, yeah. Just, just for them to be the final four. Can you imagine all the, the people that would be in that in 2020? All that the hot stars at NXT right now would be in it. Uh, the major uh, sports entertainers from Raw and SmackDown would be in it. Probably still Shane McMahon <laughs> would be in it. Why not? Yeah, that'd be a lot of uh, a lot of participation from all the heavy hitters. And like we talked about last week, not with any nostalgia acts coming in and just being a part of, but real vested sports entertainment personalities in the in the rumble for them to be the final four would be awesome and insane. And you know what? To throw a name out there that we mentioned earlier and we've mentioned before, this is 2020 we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Yep. Somehow, some way he'll make his presence felt. Well, in that case, might as well have Cody in there as well. And then Brandy oh, is doing such a great job on her own, getting her own uh, wrestling chops and paying her dues that she would be uh, almost like uh, what I wish we could have had with King Booker uh, if Charmel was not a valet, but more of a, a, a sports entertainer as well on the women's side. You would have Brandy and Cody as champion and champion. That'd be, that'd be a awesome. dynamic couple right there. Dynamic. That right there, that's one thing that has never happened. That, oh my goodness, that could be deep, man. Yeah, it would be. Mm. It would be. So what do you have for uh, the Raw Universal Championship? For me, I'm going to take it back a few years. Uh, what was this? Hold on, let me, get this, let me get my dates right here. This was 2017. This is just last year. But Kevin Owens goes in to face Goldberg, and he doesn't get beat in 22 seconds. He actually defeats Goldberg. Okay. Keeps his title. Fused with Jericho. Defeats Jericho. But he continues on to that run. He beats up Jinder Mahal. I mean, he beats up every major name. He doesn't go out with the injury that he's out with now because, you know, he's out with a major knee injury. Yep. So that never happens. Brock comes back. Now, he's already defeated Goldberg. Now, guess it's an older Goldberg. Fine. I don't, it's still Goldberg. I don't care what you say. You have him. Yeah, and when I say him, I mean you have Kevin Owens. You have Brock Lesnar. They face off. And instead of you having 
this back and forth war between Brock and 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 Roman. It's a back and forth war between Brock and Kevin Owens. Mm. And going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. War words, everything, every pay-per-view. I mean, they putting on shows. I'm talking 20-minute thrillers type shows for main events. I'm talking about you got the whole back curtain. At, at, behind the curtain, it's sold out. Everybody's at, 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 there watching because it's that good. But somehow, some way, even though the matches themselves go back and forth, back and forth, Kevin Owens still finds a way to win. He keeps frustrating and beating Brock. You can throw Roman in the mix. You can throw Braun Strowman in the mix. He's knocking down everybody you're throwing at him. Everybody. The one person to defeat him. Jinder Mahal comes back to Raw. Wow. Kevin Owens. Like it's nothing. You're giving Jinder a nod? Really? Yes. Because I, I, I didn't. This is me being selfish. I didn't appreciate Jinder's initial championship run. And now I'm starting to appreciate him a lot more. And I, I'm talking 2018. All of a sudden, you got gender Kevin Owens. Gender crushes Kevin Owens like it's nothing. And I, that's that's your universal champ right there. Then gender goes on, battles Brock, squeaks out something controversial. Not a clean finish, but he beats Brock clean. Because I think Brock needs to go on a, a slight losing streak. And then, like, kind of sort of build this up like he's unfocused and he has other things going on. And then all of a sudden, that animal that's locked away is all of a sudden released. Mm. And the next thing you know, Brock, you know, Kevin Owens has disappeared for a little while. Brock comes back. And he takes over the whole WWE. He's showing up on SmackDown. He's on Raw. He's challenging for both titles. All of a sudden, here we go. Undisputed Championship. Bang. Brock just combined the Universal and the SmackDown. But who's waiting and knocking at the door? Oh, no. No, we can't get... No, no. (laughs) John's licking his chops thinking he's going to get that number one chance, that number one contendership. Kevin Owens shows right back up, becomes your undisputed champion. They combine both belts, and they're defending on both shows. Mm. Good old I days. That. But that, that, that's just something. That's my what if. Because I'm kind of sort of missing Kevin Owens on, on TV. I know he's out injured, and I say get well soon, buddy. But I'm missing him on TV. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's promos, and I mean he's going to come back on fire. So I, I'm anxiously awaiting. So we'll see. But it, I mean, it sucks, but also at the same time, hopefully, you know, others will get their opportunity to take their opportunity, as Vince would say, and seize the brass ring, and put themselves out there and make a a, a name for themselves and a mark for themselves before uh, the big dogs come back, and then they've lost their spot again. So. Now, unfortunately, is the time for them to make the best and really make it happen and, and fight for their spot. But that was that was pretty deep, man. You you're killing it this week. Um, I'm I'm channeling my inner you, man. 
Yeah, you know that. I, I may have to uh, do a pound, give KG a chance. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs a chance now, God dang it. You're <laughs> killing it, man. You're killing it. I'm loving it. So I know you're going to have another one to just uh, really knock it out the park. But uh, we'll wrap up the Raw side with the women's championship. So what I had is what if Ronda came in as a heel and she had Nia Jax and Tamina as a bodyguard and then she just came in and just started beating women down, just straight beatdowns, the three of them. They just literally, they would just come in. It wouldn't be matches. It would just be ass whippings. And then also show up on some men's matches and beat them down too. Ooh, China-esque. Yeah, those three, they just come down to the ring in the middle of a match and just proceed to kick the behind. That's, 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 a, that's a frightening thought. Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax, and Tamina walking down to the ring. And no matter who's in there, yeah, somebody about to catch that L. Now wow. change the serious dynamic of Raw because this is, who's going to beat that trio? Not if they want to tag titles if it existed, the free bird rule would be in effect. Any one of those three put together, you would not win that match. If they all get the belts, they're keeping them. It's, it's a no-brainer. It's happening. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I do. So that, that, that's that's what I saw for the, the Raw women's. What if that happened? Where will we be at now with Ronda coming down? Not, I, I still call it a kid in the candy store effect because you could just tell as soon as the music hits and she has a crowd, she's just cheesing. And it's hard for her to transition into the, the, the hardcore promo she needs to deliver. Last Monday, I know we're not talking about Raw and SmackDown from what happened this week because they're focusing on what if, but you can see it was hard for her to transition into the hardcore conversation with Nia Jax. And, you know, some protocols were missed and she had to double back on what she was saying because she had to give the crowd the opportunity to give their cheers for her so that way she could get into her promo. But she would just come out and literally be the baddest woman on the planet. Uh, kind of like Becky looks now when she just walks down to the ring with that swagger. And she just punched the body in the mouth. And if they try to buck up, here comes Nia and Tamina, and it's done. Squashed. See, you always accuse me of copying off your paper. I think you copied off my paper this week. No, I didn't. I think you copied off my paper this week. I, I, I got to start putting, you know, you got to put your hand over when you're writing stuff down. Because <laughs> I got Nia, I lied to you not. I, I, I will send you pictures. I have Nia and Tamina for, you know, as far as my what if for Raw's Women's Championship, I have Nia and Tamina facing off in a ladder match. Mm. Uh, let's say Ronda decides to go back to uh, UFC for a little while, so she just vacates the title. You know, I'm not talking uh, Medusa dropping in, in a trash can. I'm just like, you know, she's, hey, I'm going to you know, spend some time getting back in my UFC stuff. Let's go. And she just okay. gives it up. So all of a sudden, it's open. That bond that looks, to me, I don't know if anybody else sees this. When you see Tamina and Nia 
but that bond looks like it's a little shaky. Like, as soon as I get my opportunity, you know I'm going to take you out. And then it's like, Nia's looking at Tamina like, I could break your face. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's going to happen. But you put Nia, who's, matter of fact, next up, what, pay-per-view uh, end of this month, late on this month, uh, her and Ronda Rousey going at it for the title, which I think Nia will win. But you put her and Tamina in the ring. You got the belt suspended above the ring. Ladder match. I think that would just be just absolutely brutal. But it would be something good to watch. It's not going to be a five, ten minute match. It's going to be something that might bring the house down. Well, you know, Nia would by default win that unless Tamina has a different outfit on. <laughs> no straight jacket. No straight jacket. No, man. Monday, what? I swear, I was just looking at her outfit. She was just standing finally with a, a tall angled shot. And I'm like, oh, man. It's, oh, man. She needs a new outfit. I'm now, sorry. Has to be. Let, let me say this. And I've said this once before, but I'm going to say it again. Not only can the Dom book a match from start to finish, but God daggone it, the man can do fashion. You got to give Don a chance. He is multifaceted. Please. I'm just, I, when you it's say it's stuff it's like that. Is out for the chance. We share the same entrance music. I need her to just change the outfit. Change the outfit. Get rid but, of the straight jacket. And do something else. It, 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 if it's a, at first I thought, well, maybe it's about, you know, comfortability and body. But then we have Nia Jax putting herself out there 100%. So you shouldn't even feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you should be empowered to say, hey, Nia's out here doing her thing. You know, she's showing a little bit more in, in her body suit. Why can't I? Well, There's no excuse to, to feel like, oh, well, I don't want, you know, I've had a couple kids and stuff. It doesn't matter. You can wear something else, kind of like Natty did, and jazz it up a little bit and, and do something. I wouldn't mind seeing her, and I know it's a, a stretch. I don't know if she would go for it, but I would have her perm her hair and then really, really change that outfit and get something that accentuates the curves. And she just goes to town. Mm-hmm. It'd be night and day, night and day. And let her talk. Let her talk. But, you know, that's, that's the normal rant right there. Uh, I'm going to say this because this is something that I do every week. <sighs> Them curves on Naya. Gee, me, Chris. You You're going to get in trouble with Ember Moon. Shoot the curves on Ember Moon. Jeez. Oh my God. Will you stop? You're going to get in uh, trouble with everybody else. I'll risk that, man. Oh, but, man. I, I mean, and you know what? To throw you something else in. Uh, the curves on um, Naomi. I know you watch SmackDown. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. I know you saw the first segment. 
If not, you need to go back and watch that first segment. I need to go back and watch that. Almost, almost dropped my cup. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can see why she was locked down quick. Ooh. 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 Yeah. All right. So, moving on. And what, that's that one that, part that of the show. We're going to start having some what if I married so-and-so. <laughs> what if, how would that be? That um, one part of the show <laughs> where we go left. That's what I said. We, we left. We just went left. Yeah, we all trip on that one. We're gonna get it right back where it was supposed to be. Gotta, gotta reel that back in. So that, that's uh, the raw women, and that actually completes the raw side of the what if show. Now we go to the A show. Hmm, could be uh, SmackDown Live, and for the tag side of SmackDown Live, I hope you're ready for this one because this one I know you're gonna love because I, I took it back and change some things around in this what if to where on his tag side, Edge never got injured. Ooh. And Christian did not suffer a bunch of concussions. And this upcoming Sunday is one of their favorite pay-per-views, TLC. So sure, that so. never happened. So that meant that what I call uh, all or nothing. So this would be a, a TLC match, all or nothing. That'd be the tagline: TLC, all or nothing, for the SmackDown Live Championship. Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Versus Shane O'Mac and The Miz. Six teams in a TLC match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It's going to be bodies everywhere. <clears throat> Mass hysteria, chaos, tables, ladders, chairs, high flying. The, the, the entrance wrap is going to be used. The tag on set is going to be used. Somebody's going over the guardrail and may never return. It, it will be insane. Two out of three announced deaths are done. They may even make their way over to the other language announced desk and destroy all of them too. Why not? And if I had to pick a winner, and I know it's going to be controversial, and it may seem biased because at this moment they are co-best in the world. But I would pit the winner as Shane and the Miz. I could see that. I can see that. And as a result of that, Shane would have to renounce his commissionership in order to be the tag champion. And they would have a good run. So it's not like it would be a fluke thing. They would actually have a good run. But that would be awesome for them to defeat Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, the Hardy, Cesaro and Sheamus, and AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan as a tag team. And TLC, all or nothing. So are you going to have Shane, even though he, he would be a tag team champion, you're going to have him kind of sort of like he was when he was a European champion, kind of sort of pulling strings for his boy, 
the way he pulled strings for Triple H? No, 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 no. He would legit be a superstar. Mm, okay. I like that. So that meant that uh, since he would have to give up the commissionership, my boo Paige would actually hold both hats temporarily. So hey, be, I like that'd that. Be some, that'd be some interesting scenarios. And then they just give the commissionership to who else? Teddy Long. Oh man, you can't write that one. That was that was good and spot on. You knew what to expect with that. <laughs> exactly. I, and that was not scripted, no way, shape, or form. That's a straight mark out right there for, for Teddy. So what did you have on the tag side? For the SmackDown tag side. Uh of course, you you kind of sort of know where I'm going to go, so don't murder me for this one. What if the New Day didn't lose to the bar? What? they continue- Yeah, they continued on. But the team they lost to, instead of losing to the bar, the Usos. I could see them losing to the Usos more than I could see them losing to the bar. But You mean your next tag team championships for real? Yeah. Who's taking that? But see, the Usos defeat the New Day. The Bar challenges them. They beat the Bar. But with them beating the the New Day, Big E Langston. Big E, as everybody knows him now, he goes his separate way from the New Day. Not as a a bad breakup. Not as a, 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 you know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's more of a kind of shine him away to singles. Okay. And then he runs roughshod over the whole SmackDown. But he still has Kofi and Xavier Woods in his corner. But Kofi and Xavier Woods are still competing as a tag team with Big E in their corner. So you got the bar with Sheamus and Cesaro facing off against the Usos, but they can't beat the Usos. Next thing you know, Sheamus and Cesaro break up. So they're gone back to singles competition. Cesaro challenges Big E. Big E destroys Cesaro. Sheamus challenges Big E. Big E destroys Sheamus. Okay? Okay. Next thing you know, Big E gets that push. Big E gets his title shot. Kofi and Xavier Woods challenge the Usos once again. Jimmy and Jay. They wind up losing. And I mean the New Day. But Big E winds up going to that next level and taking that championship. Whether it be a U.S. title, uh, if we put in a TV title, it doesn't matter. He needs a championship, a singles championship on his resume. Then with that being said, it's kind of sort of what happened with The Rock and The Nation. It's kind of sort of, I'm the Pied Piper, you're going to follow behind me. Wow. And it goes from U.S. title to SmackDown championship. And then, like I said before, you then took and you combined both championships, kind of sort of the way they did the WWF championship and the WCW championship. But you still have two belts. It can be separated, but they're undisputed right now. Big E goes back to that monster that he was when he first came to WWE. And he destroys your undisputed champion, Kevin Owens. Mm, full circle. 
I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm retiring. You went full circle on a what if. You combined two what ifs. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I felt that I had to bring that back in order to just try to give credit to it. But I, this is a what if, but it's also a frustration that I have. And I've been saying it for years. I say it about Kofi. I say it about Big E. Uh, I said it about Braun Strowman for some time. But these guys are such, you know, they were, Kofi was one, a guy that was so innovative and he could really put on a match. He could tell a story with moves. Mm -hmm. But I always felt he never got that singles push that he, yeah, he was an intercontinental champion. So what? Like I said, that intercontinental should have been the step that he took to the next level. He should have been a main eventer years ago. Yep. When Big E came in, Big E was an absolute animal. Him, AJ Lee, and uh, CM Punk mm-hmm. all hanging out together. Nobody could beat Big E. Now, you got Big E in his tag team format. He's good at what he does. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I would like to see him, Kofi. I got it from Braun already. I'm getting Braun in main events. Okay, I'm good with that. But Biggie and Kofi, I would like to see them get at least one or two pushes in the next year and a half or two. I'm not saying break up the New Day because they're a fan favorite and everything, but I need to see those two take it to the next level. And then when they take it to the next level, that's going to bring Xavier Woods up to that level. But you can keep Xavier Woods in the tag team division, but you bring over. Jay Lethal. Ooh, Black Machismo. And you reform consequences. I'm sorry, lethal consequences. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I've been, we've been dying to see. I, we keep getting teased about this whole Jay Lethal thing. Give it to me. And don't send him to NXT. No. Straight to the main roster. Straight to the main roster. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he the Ring of Honor champion right now? Mm-hmm. And he needs to do that Ric Flair thing all over again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually have that. Like, I got it pinned to uh to somewhere on my Facebook. It's it's pinned there because I got it. I like you feeling down? Go watch that. Oh, Go yeah. watch the whole entire thing. You can't do me. You can't do me. Woo! 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 Uh, man, man, just Flair, absolutely uh, loved it. Priceless. Priceless. That's one of the, those moments in TNA, that and uh, Ultimate X, that you just have to shake your head and say, man, I wish we could get something on that level in WWE. But, you know, that's a separate what if. Speaking of separate what ifs, I got a, just a fun one, because I know you touched on your US and IC, but for the US championship, just for you, I said, what if the most electrifying man in sports entertainment and movie them today and animation and soon to be reality show competition and probably writing a book. And I think EA just launched his new headphone line and everything else he's doing. Um, the rock won the United States championship at mania because, and when I say mania, I'm talking 2019 because Shinsuke Nakamura, of all people, talked 
so much trash, and The Rock just happened to be there, and The Rock came down, the match got sanctioned, he won the title and actually held and defended it for six months. Mm. We, I mean, you mean a, a real six months of us getting... Real six months. This is SmackDown, so he's on SmackDown. He's still doing everything else, but every Tuesday night, he is there. He is cutting promos. He's doing the, the full-on deal, like Goldberg did, which is for six months. Wow. Like, Just, uh, you know, to, to give back to the fan base. I, I, I can see it. And then of all places for him to be, SmackDown. Whew. Mm-hmm. That's his show. And think about how that would elevate the United States Championship. A. B, you know, who would beat him for the United States Championship would be an instant-made man if they weren't made already. So it sets up and gives that prestige again like you were asking for for that title to be the predecessor to the world championship. So I figured you would you enjoy having that run through to be able to have The Rock come down and do his thing for at least six months. And that could be the final run he'll ever have, the last time he'll ever really be in sports entertainment. But six months, that, that, that's, uh, you know, a lot of good opportunities, some great pay-per-view opportunities, great promos. He's able to interact with everybody, you know, what is your name, scenarios, everything. Even uh, Kevin Kelly will come back. He'll call him a hermaphrodite. So Hermie will come back. All, all the good stuff will happen. So that's, that would be an awesome moment just for KG for the what-if moment. And it's not anything that's not feasible because it's not like The Rock needs the money. But I've always said that, you know, with him being gone, he's only successful because we all went to see Scorpion King for the, what, five minutes he was in the crap? Thankfully, but I, it was still the mummy and it was uh, a good movie. You know, it was, it was a sequel. Brendan Fraser did his thing. Everything was, was spot on and fun. And, you know, we had the Imhotep and all. It was all good. But we had five minutes of him and Scorpion King. And he is now a quadrillion billionaire because we supported him. Sometimes you got to come back and stop your production and go back and give back for a stretch. Not because you owe us, even though you do, but it's, it's not like you were a movie star and then you grew to be a bigger movie star because of your fans. Your fans gave you the green light to be the star that you became. You know, he, he became The Rock because the fans pushed and enjoyed The Rock. If they did not pop for him, if they didn't mark out for him, he would be Kurt Hawkins <laughs> with great lineage. You know, that's what he would be. So the machine did the best it could, but if it was not for us buying tickets, if it was not for us chanting Rocky for 5, 10, 15 minutes at house shows, then he would not be where he is. So the, the, the biggest thank you, opposed to just the word thank you, I love you, everything else would be, okay, I'm going to give you what you want just one more time. And if, if you know that you're not going to ever get it again, I'm going to dedicate six months because my daughter is there at all the major pay-per-views, at the Hall of Fame. If she's showing an interest, just like what Goldberg did, let, let me show you what Dad really did so you can see it not just on tape, but you can see it from 
the developmental and production value. And if that's what you want to do in the Performance Center, NXT is there. Let me be there so that way a lot of these younglings can learn the art of the promo because we only have Ric Flair but for so long. And they should be tapping him at the Performance Center all the time for promo classes. But, you know, that's, that's a whole other story. Um, but that, that, that would be an amazing opportunity. Uh, shoot. The, the, the possibilities alone are endless. Because you, 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 the promos, number one, uh, just the matches in general that you're going to get, that means I'm going to see the float over DDT. I'm going to see the rock bottom. I'm going to see the people's elbow. I'm going to see a spine buster. I mean, I know all these things that I'm going to see. And even though I probably can sit there and be like, you know what? Uh, I think I can know how this is going to go. I know how this is going to go. Bang, 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 bang. But I don't care. Yeah, I'm good with that. I agree. But the matchups, you know, the Rock versus the AJ Styles, the Rock versus the Kevin Owens, the Rock versus Braun Strowman. I mean, the Rock can promo against anybody. And in that six-month period, we'll be able to break through the PG-dom because, you know, The Rock is one of only a couple people that has carte blanche enough to push the envelope all the way to the line. And if he crosses the line, what you going to do? I'm rich. <laughs> it's not like I need the contract. It's not like I need the money. So if you find me, just tell me how much it is. I'll cut the check and, and pay them myself. I'll cut the check before I say it. So if I know three months from now, I'm going to say something, I'm just going to go and cut the check and then let's move on. You know, that, that, that's the, the level that the rock is on to be able to take those to the next level. But then I decided to have an extra added fun piece and talk about the world championship. And then in this scenario, of what if, what if Randy Orton became champion and he claims that he has destroyed, eliminated, and killed all the legends in his past. There's nobody else. There will never be anybody else that can stop RKO. He is the man. He is the champion. He is glass breaks. I don't even know you to say who's just who's about to walk out. <laughs> you know who's, you know who's coming out. Of course, we talked I, about I, the Rock coming back for one time, and now you have. The rattlesnake comes back. Mm. And then they mark it as an impromptu match. And Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the championship. Jeez. You're welcome. Just one more time. You know what? I was messing with the kids earlier. I was messing with the grandbaby and my, my youngest daughter. And I, I kept doing the Stone Cold thing. My my daughter, she's six. She just kept asking me something. I just kept going, what? What? She's like, Daddy, don't do that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is we are due for a new variant of a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt. That's something you haven't seen, you know, Showing on WWE programming heavily and stuff like that is a new a new Stone Cold T-shirt, so it's about due, and that's a good way to put another stamp on it. He can come back and do one more match. There's nothing saying that he is not healthy enough to do that. 
other than him just getting in the ring shape. Right. So that that could happen as well sooner than later if Austin wanted to. That's all it is. Just if Austin wanted to. Vince would be all in for it. It wouldn't even be a, a what? Yeah, oh, the championship? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna, yeah, give it to Steve. All day long, give it to Steve. No question asked. Give it to Steve. And that's how that would go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's two back to back. You just got me with. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> well, I had, to, I had to throw some some awesome fun in there because I, I knew you would uh, you would enjoy and get all giddy from hearing about that. Rock and Stone Cold, and hell, if they can happen at the same time, can you imagine since we're doing co-branded pay per views, how that would combine together? That would be some insanity. We got, uh, we would, what we would have is WrestleMania 15 all over again. Oh, God, yes. Hey. So I would love that. Tell me what you have for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. SmackDown Live Women's Championship. You got. Now, what if you got Becky, you got Charlotte, you got Naomi getting ready to face off triple threat match for the SmackDown title? I'm sorry, the SmackDown women's title. Mm. All of a sudden, music comes on. Who's coming down the ramp? It's Steph. Inserting what? herself into a SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh my goodness! Steph goes through. She's standing in the and tearing each other apart. All of a sudden, like a gust of wind, oops! All three of them are down and out. Steph goes in for the cover. She wins the title, and she tells, she says to her brother Shane. I just came to your show and reclaimed what's mine and walks out of the building. Wow. Hey, she's a former women's champ and she had a couple of reigns that were assisted, but it's something. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Mm. Mm I would, I would, I would love to see Steph just do it one more time. I mean, oh, we're getting love, Triple H. I <laughs> I think she, she should do that. I mean, take that time. You got the performance center and really perfect the match. If we can, if Natty can get uh, Ronda Rousey in ring shape and have her actually be able to do some great transitions and stuff, Stephanie has seen enough, heard enough has a trainer right there, a.k.a. her husband, to be able to really dedicate some time and show her daughters that mommy can do it. Because Shane's doing it. You know, her taking a couple bumps or a lockup here and there. But, no, I mean, really hone the experience. She's got a whole wealth of, of knowledge from multiple styles. So she could get trained from a Sintara, from a Triple H, from an AJ Styles, and an Oscar, you know, just those four right there and just to, to learn and, and grow. And, and then she has a match and just blows people's minds. 
You'll be insane. And like you said, win the belt. Then you can't dispute it because she won the belt. She wasn't giving, she didn't call, pulling the strings. She actually won the belt. Clean. People would lose their minds. I'm going to tell you that now. They would lose their mind. Ah, I, that's, I think that's a pretty big what if, but I'm just saying. Yeah. My what if is a little bit more closer to home. And it's something I would like to see. Naomi heel turns, wins the Women's Royal Rumble, and she goes to face Becky, but loses. Mm. Mm. So Becky keeps the title, but we get the Naomi heel turn, and everything goes through the roof from there. So that still leaves more opportunity. We lose the glow. We get, you know, a little bit more intensity and opportunity from Naomi because she'll be pairing herself with the Usos once again, and they will just go ham. Jeez. Uh, we we getting a lot of Naomi in here tonight. I like that. I like that a lot. I'd like it too. Sorry, Us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to have a little bit of extra added fun. This is a, a hot-button topic of many conversation over many uh, lunch breaks and, and water, water coolers and just in general, whenever some uh, smart marks start talking or, or fans start talking about a what-if scenario that's always been around forever. And we're going to throw out some things on what if – WCW had never closed. If it never was shut down, if it never was bought out by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So I'm just going to read down a couple observations, and then I know you got some good stuff too. But the first thing I put down was that at this moment, if it was still active now, Sting would have retired and be doing commentary sitting next to the living legend Larry Zbysko and Tony Schiavone, because Sting will replace the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan at the announce desk. Maybe one. So that's a strong, strong announce team right there. And Sting still could come and do some stuff if needed, but he would be retired. Goldberg would probably end up replacing Hollywood Hulk Hogan as leader of the NWO at some point. That is really disgustingly crazy to think about. Goldberg <laughs> wearing a black and white. Booker T would have potentially been WCW champion for two years straight. Old school WCW Booker T. Pre-King Booker. Ah, Booker T. WCW, if it was still open and nothing would have happened, that also meant that they would have maintained Ted Turner's money instead of Tom Warner coming in, would have signed, without a question, knowing Eric Bischoff, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, Paige, 
Charlotte, Austin Creed. They would have cut a check big enough to have Kenny Omega over. And that's also where Cody Rhodes would have gone as well. WCW would have had all of that. TNA would not have existed at the level that we would have seen. Jeff Jarrett would have been able to pull that off. WWE would also not have NXT or 205 Live because they would be too busy feuding with WCW to think about having those opportunities and have it go to fruition, which also means the Performance Center would be in existence at this moment. And last but not least, and then I'll let you get into your stuff, Big K, we would still be about two to three years away from today from the women, the women's evolution being as we know it is right now. Two to three years away from us having what we have now on the women's side if WCW was still around. That's just a, a couple quick what-if ripples if WCW would still be in existence. I mean, there's so many more that you could throw in there um, on both sides of the street, but that's some dynamic stuff right there. Who boy. Um, who boy. If WCW was still in existence, now, WCW ceased, uh, and I'm using air quotations here, ceased operations in 2001. If WCW was still around now and it wasn't a sinking ship around that time, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, Dane Malenko, Chris Benoit, Perry Satter would have never left. Yep. Okay. So the, the the pushes that Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit got in WWE would have came in WCW. Okay. Okay. The whole incident with Chris Benoit never happens. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero wound up battling, as even as best friends. You know they're going to put on a show. They wound up battling back and forth for the WCW heavyweight title. Not taking anything away from Booker T, but Booker T would have been more than uh, – a five-time WCW champion, six-time champion overall. He'd have been way more than that. Booker T would have probably been knocking on the door of 14, 15 because he would have been the face of the franchise as Goldberg still decided, hey, I'm going to call it quits. But as Goldberg is calling it quits, Booker T is gaining even more traction as the face of WCW. So he... And on top of that, Eddie never passes away. So you still got Eddie. You still got Chris. You got Booker T as the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TNA, um, 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 him being a, Booker T being a TNA uh, Legends champion never happens. Main event, a mafia never happens. Like you said, I agree. TNA would never happen. Instead of everybody jumping back and forth between the indies and WWE, it goes back to where it was at. You're jumping back and forth between WCW and 
WWE. Paul White stops being a big show, goes back to WCW, gets paid the money that WCW should have paid him in the first place, goes back to become the Giant. Does Goldberg become head of NWO? Nope, the Giant does. Wow. Okay. The old guard is kind of sort of phased out. They go put be put out the pasture. You may see a lot more Ric Flair, but not in the aspect of, you know, Ric Flair is going to compete for the title tonight. But once every couple of years, you would get a Ric Flair sting match going on just to stir up nostalgia. And of course, uh, once it's all said and done and Booker T decides to hang him up, they actually use Cody Wright early. So the the legacy with Randy Orton, uh, 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 Ted DiBiase Jr., and Cody Rhodes. But add in Mike DiBiase, the older Ooh. brother of, of uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Wow. And you got, your, you got your your legacy right there. And see? That's your legacy. But they kind of sort of run the place, but they're kind of sort of the evolution of WCW. So... As far as a lot of, like you said, Kenny Omega, hey, the Young Bucks, Velveteen Dream, all those guys that WWE hasn't promoted yet, they're all in in, in, in WCW. Samoa Joe, at a younger age, he's 39 now, if I'm not mistaken, he's over in WCW. He's challenging for the world title every single week. Nitro goes from being that show that everybody flips back to when Raw is on commercial. And, you know, Thunder is not just a, oh, WCW Thunder's on. Eh, nothing else on. Thunder is actually running neck and neck with SmackDown. Mm. Because when WWE released a lot of writers, instead of those writers going, separate ways and scattering around they all head to wcw so that machine that made raw and smackdown so good during that time it's making nitro and thunder the shows and then they add a saturday wrap-up show and then they add a sunday night show and in turn as your head booker you got Dusty Rose is your head booker again. Because I, I don't care what nobody say. When when Dusty was the head booker, you never had a boring match. It was never a match you could take your eyes away from. Now, if I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. Oh, you're smart on right now. You testify. <laughs> so, instead of the Dudleys going to TNA, they go to WCW. Now, in this WCW, this what if with WCW still being alive, is ECW still owned by Vince McMahon? No. So ECW is just a its own entity. It stands on its own? ECW would have been bought by Ted Turner. And okay. one of those writers that would have defected over 
would be Paul Heyman. The invasion storyline that wraps. Yeah. And that, that means that all the, the heavy hitting segments that were memorable in SmackDown, not all of them, but a, a great chunk of them were Paul Heyman's. And that wouldn't have happened. So then it'd have been interesting. I mean, they would be still feuding to this day over who has the highest rating week over week. Now, hold on. Let me throw this one at you. The Rock never leaves to go uh, do movies because during the time that Booker T is the face, The Rock is the face of WWE. And it, it pretty much happened like that already. It was like that for a while because they tried to turn Booker T into The Rock, but that wasn't his style. That's what they messed up at. They tried mm-hmm. to imitate when they should have just let Booker T be Booker T. Yep. That also means that Shawn Michaels would not have had that retirement match with The Undertaker. No. Because, because they would need, need the HBK. You, you need The Undertaker doesn't, the streak doesn't end because that's one of the things that made WWE, in my opinion, a lot bigger than WCW because you had this man that they called the Phenom. You called him the Phenom for a reason. 22-0. Go ahead. Oh, also, Brock may have ended up in WCW. Because with Eric Bischoff having his finger on a pulse, like he did with the Cruiserweights, um, he may have also been eyeing through that Ted Turner money and, you know, network cable at that point, that uh, he may have fostered a good relationship with Dana White. And a lot of those UFC athletes may have transitioned over to WCW. I love it. I love it. But WCW would have still had Ken Shamrock. But and Steve Blackman. (laughs) Do you know those two guys? I believe they opened up a a martial arts school in Pennsylvania. They got together and opened up a martial arts school. I'd go because Blackman could martial artly kick your ass. Yeah. He, he, He was the the lethal weapons Steve Black before a reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes down to grappling, Royce Gracie would have choked the hell out of him. <laughs> Period. It's, it's, that's guaranteed. But the only drawback, and normally, of course, whenever we do any scenario, what if, book it, anything, I totally wholeheartedly agree with you. The only drawback that I have with everything that was laid out with WCW still being alive is that we don't have the women's evolution. I think this women's evolution that's going on right now is one of the best things we can have in wrestling. I agree. Because think about it. When the ladies get on TV, nobody's getting up to go take a bathroom break. Mm -mm. You're watching the promos. You're watching the matches. Then you're watching post-matches. See who runs in. And sometimes... The, the ladies still a show and they outdo the men. It's been happening more times than not. Look at uh, the Evolution pay-per-view. We talked about that. The Evolution pay-per-view, we had two pay-per-views that week. We had Evolution on Sunday and then Friday we had uh, the World Cup. Yeah, that was horrible. Evolution was awesome. Yep. Awesome. 
and then you go, you ready and everything for Friday, 12 o'clock. I'm, you know, I'm planning my day around and then I'm just, yeah, okay. Um, I paid for this. That's how I felt. I felt cheated. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, two to three years away, man. Not saying it would never happen, but that th- there would have to be that igniting spark to really push it. And then you said no TNA, so that means no Gail Kim. No, no Gail Kim. No Awesome Kong. As we know them. Right. No Awesome Kong. No no beer money. Nakamura would stay in Japan. Finn Balor would still be in Japan. AJ Styles may still be in Japan. Daniel Bryan may still be in Japan. CM Punk might still be in Ring of Honor. Yep. Because Ring of Honor would have still been around. OVW would still be OVW. Florida Championship Wrestling would still be Florida Championship Wrestling. But there's a lot. So, I mean, it's good and bad on if WCW would still be around. Now, I'm going to throw this one out. The opportunities, there'd be more opportunities spread out for people instead of it being congested. But what what, would you want to throw out? I want to throw – Geez, I just had a BJ brain fart. I just lost right then and there. It was a good one, too. Hold on. It'll come to me. Hold on. Uh, oh, okay. So, now remember, long, 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 long time ago, WWF at the time had a partnership with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Where, of course, Hulk Hogan, this is – the 80s, he went over to New Japan and, you know, he won their heavyweight title. He wrestled over there for quite some time and built up a following then came back. And you had a lot of wrestlers that left WWE for a couple weeks at a time to go wrestle in Japan and then come back to WWE programming. Would WWE at this time, now we're talking 2000 on to now with WCW still being alive, would you see WWE taking a partnership with uh, New Japan or WCW taking a partnership because it's that partnership wouldn't happen with NWA, which was TNA. Most people don't know that TNA was under NWA when they had that partnership with New Japan. Right. Or it'd be WCW. It'd be WCW because they already had great talent coming over. You know, arguably one of the best in Juice and Thunder Liger. So that, that relationship was strong over there. Eric Bischoff believed in that. That's where he was, you know, pulling a lot of the cruiserweight division from and 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 conversations and checking and watching tape and, and all those amazing things. So, yeah, I mean, there would have to have been some real decision-making and attitude era on how they would be progressing. We may still be in the attitude era to be honest with you, at this moment, opposed to being PG. Um, I mean, there's so many things you could throw out there. It may not be the WWE Network. It may be Ted Turner's Wrestling Network. Mm. Why not? The, the check would have been there. I mean, you know, anything could be possible in that would have, man. It's just so amazing and, and, and interesting uh, to think about, but that's just the, the tip of the iceberg that you could argue and debate and, and, and schedule out. 
But you, you know what? Think yeah. about this. Think about what you would have if WCW was alive and kicking. You would have the Cruiserweight Championship, the Cruiserweight Tag Championship, the Light Heavyweight Championship, uh, the TV Hardcore Championship. championship. You have TV, United States Tag Team. You have a Women's Championship, a Women's Cruiserweight Championship. You would have your WCW World Heavyweight Championship, Six-Man Tag Championship, World Tag Team Championship. Like, they had belts on belts on belts, but it was enough on the roster for everybody to win a belt, but it wasn't oversaturated with champions. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to look back and say, you know what? WWE has to look and say, you know, we have a lot of talent on this roster. Some guys need to get that slight push. We need to create more belts. These ladies, they have one belt that 75 ladies, and I'm just saying 75, but 75 ladies are wrestling for one belt. We need more belts. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, I mean, until they create more women's belts, whether it be Tamina, Nia, uh, Rhonda, I don't, Becky, she's the man. One of those women need to challenge for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, a la China, just to say, okay, I beat you. And then they just say, you know what? We got to create a belt for these women because they can't just keep coming in here beating the hell out of the men. And then you have two, three women holding one of those titles back to back to show, hey, we need our own title. So until we get our own title, we'll run the men's division. Mm. Well, would you like to talk about another title? How about we talk about a title that is exclusively designed and thought of by the sideline junkies? And what title would that be? The 24-7 championship title. What used to be, or as if you remember back then, the hardcore championship, which was defended 24-7 everywhere, literally everywhere. But instead of it being hardcore because we're in a PG world, what if there was a 24-7 championship that was defended across all brands? NXT, SmackDown Live, and Raw. That would be A, chaos ensued, insanity, but B, make for some great television. So in my opinion, if it was the start, there will be, as always, with any new upstart uh, championship, you have a battle royal for it. With all three brands participating at Mania. If I had to book it, Elias will be the first 24-7 championship. He goes in the back and immediately loses it to Kofi Kingston. Monday Night Raw happens, the Raw after Mania. Kofi loses it in the first segment to Bray Wyatt in the locker room. A little bit further down in the show, Bray Wyatt loses it. I'm sorry, um, uh, Braun Strowman Let's say Braun Strowman won it, or let's say Bray. Bray. Yeah, I, I was right, Bray. Uh, Bray loses it to Braun Strowman 
in a match. At the end of the show, Braun Strowman gets hit in the back and loses it to The Miz, which takes it over to SmackDown Live, and The Miz loses it to Kurt Hawkins in the parking lot. And then it just keeps going and going from there. Mm-hmm. So you got seven chaos. You got a title that's going to change hands, probably in a, a, a regular twenty-four hour day. You might have a title that changes hands four or five times. With the the network in existence, absolutely. You know, preempt on, on the network. You preempt uh, programming because so and so has. A referee and they're running and then all of a sudden they bust in the hotel room they destroy the hotel room one two three new champion walk out in the parking lot he gets jumped oh my god oh my god you know what i would take it another level guess who would be one of the people that would be champion 24 7 champion who might Charles robinson Lil nate how can that be because he would catch somebody sleeping in a hotel room put his arm across, and counted himself. Sanctioned referee. Yep. <laughs> Lil Nate, 24-7 wow. champion. <laughs> you could have so much fun with that. I mean, that would be the, 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 the adrenaline shot in hour three. You know, that, that first opening segment of hour three could be, you know, just 24-7 rules. And anything could happen. I mean, it could be somebody at the concession stand. The next thing you know, bam, there it is. All kind of crazy stuff would be going on right there. Only thing that I wouldn't suggest with that is what one one of the reasons with well, one of the places that WCW messed up with. Don't let a fan win it. It just because it's twenty four seven. You got to be sanctioned. You 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 got to be a part of the company. It can't be uh, uh, David Arquette winning. The the, yeah. the the heavyweight championship. No, I can do without. I agree with that. And it would also, I know it sounds interesting on how they would work out logistics, but could be intergender. Mm-hmm. Now, see that that right there. Then you got women coming out of the woodwork, all of a sudden defeating men. They're champion. Oh yeah. And then accidentally, you got to give me one accidental reign of Vince McMahon being the champion once again. I think that was the second time. Who's going to pin happy. Vince? Who's going to pin Vince to take the belt? Um, shoot, your guess is as good as mine. But I mean, that might be the longest reign of the twenty four seven championship. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. So it, it would be a while before um, Vince would get it. But yeah, I don't see why not. But the 24-7 championship would just be crazy. I mean, you're on NXT and you're watching a takeover and the next thing you know, you get tapped on the shoulder. You look like, what? Wow. You have a match right there while a match is going on and determine the 24-7 championship. You do so much stuff with it uh, all throughout. Michael Cole can end up being a 24-7 champion. Um, it, it would just be insane. Renee Young could win the belt. I mean, it's just so many opportunities. That could, that could happen with that championship over the course of a, a certain amount of time. I love it. I, I mean, I, just that, but like you said, it's just that 
excitement. Yep. You got to be careful. With, I mean, as a as a wrestler alone, you got to be uh, very very careful where you go because you don't know who's hiding around what corner. You don't know who's hiding in said room. Mm-hmm. You can go into your hotel room thinking you're gonna drop your bag and lock the door, and here it is right here. When you said uh, Kofi wins it, right? Yep. Kofi wins it. He thinks he's all safe. He goes into his hotel room. He locks the door. He drops his bag on the bed. He closes the curtains. He's looking around. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he turns his back to the bathroom. Boom! Xavier Woods comes mm-hmm. out, pins him, gets the title, runs out the door. Yeah, that'd be the, the craziest New Day moment ever. The, the, the free bird rule would be just them cycling the belt amongst themselves every single time. It'd be, it'd be crazy the amount of stuff that you could post on social media. You know, it could be at a fan um, cancer uh, thing or be a star rally and you end up losing a belt. All kind of crazy stuff could happen. And it would be just always spontaneous. And you could put some, some sanctions on it if need be and, and stuff like that. Or you could put time frame limitations. You know, if, if you win the 24-7 championship in a match at a major at a pay-per-view, then you would get to be champion for 30 days or something. I don't know. You could throw some things in there to make it a little bit more balanced. But at the same time, you know, there could be opportunities where that could change. I absolutely love it. That that, that makes me want to go sign a contract. Just so if I And every reign counts. Oh, yeah. I, I, every rain hey, it's it's not like well, hey that right there no way you could take it from me hey i got a rain i would sign a contract just to say hey i i held the title yeah. for 75 seconds and that's how you could in, involve all the low tier uh superstars like that like a kurt hawkins and, and and uh, Zach Ryder, they could they could get their hands on a belt and, and mid cards, and just, just everybody's location could have opportunity. So that's a major what if that could happen if if they wanted to do something like that and and bring that back. But we've talked about that a couple weeks now on how there needs to be a transition of something to catapult. WWE outside of the women into another genre and generation of opportunity for all the superstars that are to come. Well, 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 well. Uh, well, I mean, you know, hey, the shackles were off the night slash this morning. So, and you see what happened when the shackles are off, right? Are you trying to say KG's the one pushing the button? I mean, uh, uh, BJ's the one pushing the button? <laughs> that oh, no, we might have to have... With the shackles off. Exactly. We might have to have a business meeting about yeah, this. Yeah, we know who the culprit is now. Conference call. He's sitting outside in a truck just taking care of everything. The setup. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, I mean... 
I think, hey, in your opinion, did we cover everything we came here to cover tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a lot of what if them right there. And if that should spark hopefully more conversation for the listeners uh, to think about other opportunities and other things that we may have missed, or especially in that WCW category of what if WCW was still active, what, what other scenarios could be in play that a uh, billion dollars pocketbook or, or pocket of uh, Ted Turner could turn into a, a cash cow and a gold mine for their number one rated show on the networks, Nitro. <laughs> Nitro. Uh, you know what? With th- those type of deep pockets, I think Nitro could, probably would s- surpass Raw. One good time. Well, I think that's what probably what happened. I, I don't know, man. It'd be just so chaotic. But I think that the product on the WWE side would be revolutionary and fresh as well. Because they would have to grow with the times. It wouldn't be, okay, we're using social media because Zack Ryder is making so much of a buzz that people are actually buying his merchandise more and, and paying attention to his Long Island ICV show than what we're producing on WWE.com. Maybe we should look into social media. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't take something like that. They would have already been on the cusp of the internet growing and, and iTunes and, and, and all these other opportunities. They probably would have been selling stuff through Napster instead of people pirating it. Um, I mean, who knows what happened, but they would have had to move quick and change and grow and evolve faster to keep up with what uh, Eric Bischoff was doing down at WCW. You always leave me speechless. It's like, as soon as we get ready to finish, you always leave me speechless. I, I can't even continue. I, I, I'm, I'm hurt. You got to continue. Because you got to tell them where, like, they hear, where they're going to hear us at. Oh, jeez. He, 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 he does this every night. Every Saturday night, folks. He, he kind of sort of busts you in the head with a scenario. And it's just like, your mind explodes. And you're like, Dang, are you serious? I just talk about stuff I'd like to see. <sighs> well, you want to hear the sideline junkies? You can hear us on right here on Anchor for all places. Our home, Anchor FM. Uh, you can hear us on Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts. Apple iTunes in the podcast section. Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. Get in contact with us. Sideline Junkies on Twitter. Sideline Junkies on Instagram. Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, sidelinejunkies.com. It's a work in progress. We're getting it up, getting it running. But you want to contact us and by email, sidelinejunkies twenty four seven at gmail.com and I just stress this to everybody if you got a what if scenario it don't matter you got a a wrestling what if throw it out there to us hit us up and throw it out there and we will take it and you know the Don is like 
the, the master clay master. The, that's what he is. He's a clay master. He takes that lump of clay you gave to him, and next thing you know, he didn't put it into a beautiful sculpture. And now you got art. I just do so. I do a little something. <laughs> you being modest, it ain't a little something. I mean, come on. Just stuff I like you, to see, bro. Just stuff I'd like to see. You didn't see what he did. This whole entire show. Actually, I don't know. The whole hour. You were the star of this show, sir. You, I didn't have anything that came full circle. You took two, two what ifs, merged them together into one big baby what if, and then they lived happily ever after. But I, but see, the thing is, I get it from you. I feed off of you, and I've, I've been sitting here for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and I had to get my feet wet. You know, BJ always say we're going to dip a toe. Nah, I couldn't did it, did it, dip the toe. I had to dip my whole foot in it. I, I watch a lot of American Day, so don't, don't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't fault me for that. I love that no, show. No, you're fine, man. You're fine. But, hey, um, this is what it's like when the sideline junkies are shackles off. We got the green light and. When we say shackles off, we don't mean that in a, in a negative way. We mean that more along the lines of we try to keep structure, but this show right here, we had to run and take this thing off the rails. And I, in your opinion, Don, did, did we take it off the rails tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we stayed within our, our PG rating. We didn't allow you yeah. to um, uh, drool over too many uh, superstars this week. What? Your marriage is still safe. every week. Every week we got to take that left turn. I mean, you know, I got to take my shot when I can, so we take that left turn. So now, yeah. if you listen, hit me up. <laughs> Naomi Mr. on <laughs> Nia Jax, Mister Hard to Handle, eighty one at Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. DM me, shoot your shot. I promise it won't get blocked. But um. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get up out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I swear, it'd be funny if that happened, too. Like, hey, you want to? No. Like, but, babe, no. Yeah, wife shut that down so fast. That'd be a misunderstanding. Every proportion. Yeah, it would be. But I, I'd be like, baby, it's Naya, though. It's Naya Jax. Can I get one? I, get out of jail free card? Just one? Let me just one? One. I don't, I don't know. I I can all I can do is hope on that one. So, stay tuned. To, well, I'm sorry. Tune in tomorrow. The fellas, Delante, Jim, Junie, BJ, myself. We're gonna kick it with a little NFL tomorrow. We got a lot to cover, a lot of games to cover, and a lot of things to break down. Uh, so we got two shows coming at you tomorrow, possibly. If everything works out right and the games don't last too long, we'll have three. Hey. So, Don, I say thank you for another wonderful fire show. Always bringing the heat. Oh, yeah. Great theme show this week. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about the regular stuff, uh, what happened in the wonderful world of this upcoming week. Actually, it's all go-home weeks, uh, go-home shows for TLC. So uh, 
Yeah, we'll we'll be seeing what's going to happen uh, leading up to TLC. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm I'm eager to to check that out, and I'm I'm eager to see all go home shows. So, with that being said, that's it for the sideline junkies. We'll be back at you all wrestling in a week, and we'll break it all down for you. <laughs>